Lays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos, Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoopball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Tuesday, March 15th, the day after the Hawks beat the Trailblazers, hold them off down the stretch to extend their winning streak to three games. And the last time we recorded, the Hawks lost the two games in a row. The Pistons game, which I'm still mad about. I don't care if we won three in a row. I'm still mad about that Pistons game. And then the game, obviously, we lost in Milwaukee when we got swindled by the referees. That's the best way to put it. But since then, the Hawks have won three straight games. I don't care who we have played. Games are games. Wins are wins. We beat a a Clippers team where Marcus Morris was ejected in that game. Reggie Jackson did his thing, but the Hawks did pull out that win against a well-coached Clippers team that's sitting at eighth place in the Western Conference. Then a Pacers team that has been tanking all year certainly gave us all that we can handle. And we could just never put them away. But we end up winning the game 131-128 behind 47 points from Trey Young, who has been just playing out of his mind lately. Just out of his mind, especially the last two games. He had 47 versus the Pacers. And then last night versus the Trailblazers, he would follow up that performance with a 46-point performance holding off the Trailblazers here in Atlanta. Ironically, all three of the games they've won have been at home. They are now sitting at ninth place in the Eastern Conference, a half a game in front of the Charlotte Hornets, who we play tomorrow night, which is going to be a huge game, play-in game, basically. So I expect it to be an intense contest, and we want to continue to Try to climb our way up the standings. Right now, we're a full game behind Brooklyn at the 8th seed and four games behind Toronto at 7. It's going to be tough to catch Toronto, but certainly we can catch the 8th seed potentially right now. Even though Brooklyn has been playing a little bit better, they're on a three-game winning streak as well. And all the teams in the play-in spots in the Eastern Conference have been on at least a two-game winning streak or more. So everyone is trying to peak at the right time. The Hawks have a favorable schedule down the stretch, but we've seen from the Pistons game and we've seen from the Trailblazers and the Pacers game that the Hawks continue to play down to their competition instead of just dominating the game, winning. I mean, in some of those games, we've been eight, nine, ten-point favorites and We're winning by three, four points, two points. I mean, something's going to have to give. 
we're playing better. We're winning games. Yes, we're playing inferior opponents, but we can't play down the competition. It's about, in the words of Moneybag, yo, me versus me. Like, we're only competing with ourselves at this point. Are we the best Hawks team that we can be today? Are we giving our all? Are we giving effort? Are we executing? Are we focused for the entire game? And the answers to those questions have been no as of late, but they're getting wins. And wins are all that matter right now, even though we can poke holes in how they are winning. And like I said, Trey Young has been playing out of his mind. DeAndre Hunter has been playing out of his mind. Kevin Herter has been playing out of his mind. And then John Collins, who has been who was dealing with the foot injury that put him out for about six, seven games, is now dealing with a finger that could put him out for some time as well. So no John Collins at this point right now. We're, I wouldn't say he's considered day-to-day, -day, in my opinion. It may be a little bit longer based on what reports that came out yesterday as far as the health of John Collins. He wants to give it a go, but he wants to heal up so he's not a hindrance to his team, and we completely understand that. Gallo did not play last night with some Achilles soreness, and he has been playing well the last few games as well, especially that Pacers game. He um, was was looking at the other team like, <laughs> like they were fresh meat, man. I ain't going to lie. He was out there cooking. He was saucing them up. I mean, woof. I mean, Gallo's been playing very well. I mean, the team itself has been playing better. Yeah, they're not shooting crazy from the field. And even last night, they shot poorly from the field and still won the game. But they forced a lot of turnovers, which helped. But, again, it goes back to what I said. We need to stop playing down a competition. We need to just play our game. And we certainly cannot afford to do that versus the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow night. And then after that, we have, you know, games against two teams that are playing a lot better. Well, obviously, the Grizzlies are one of the better teams in the, in the league right now. We take on them Friday here at the State Farm Arena. We have the Pelicans on Sunday night who are vying for a play-in spot in the Western Conference. The Knicks, the game after that, and the Knicks are playing a little bit better as of late. I mean, they're playing a lot harder. They're still on a two-game losing streak, but certainly they're going to be a tough out as well as we have to go to Madison Square Garden to play them. And then we got to take on the Pistons again on the road after that. And that's going to be the second out of a back-to-back -back after taking on the Knicks. That Knicks game is on TNT. You know how the Hawks play on TNT. Oh! But we already know what the Pistons did last week. Hawks will certainly be looking to get revenge there. They end the month welcoming the Warriors home. They travel to Indiana. We're playing a lot of Indiana as of late, and I'm not complaining about it. We travel to OKC to take on the Thunder and end the month of March with a home makeup game versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. So definitely when you're looking at that schedule, there are four, five teams that are in playoff contention that we're going against. Which bodes well for the Hawks because when we play playoff teams, we play to our competition and we play a lot better. But that needs to stop being a running theme for this team. Uh, 
I can't stress the importance of tomorrow night's game. Everyone knows it. I mean, like I said, the Hawks are at 500 for the first time since December 16th. It's been a, a long time coming, but we need to go above 500. We need to string really some games together, a serious amount of games together, in my opinion, to feel confident in ourselves. Because right now we're confident in Trey Young. We're confident that uh, DeAndre Hunter is out of his slump. We're confident that Kevin Herter can hit some big shots. That even when Bogey is streaky, he can hit some big shots. We know that. The stops are still far and few between, but I don't feel as bad about our defense right now, even though it's still not great, because our offense has been opportunistic, let's just say. We're forcing turnovers, and we're scoring. When we're scoring more points than the other team right now, even though the other team is scoring a lot. So right now, that's the type of game we're playing. We can't change that. That's just their DNA. As far as the Hawks, we're not going to be showstoppers on the defensive end. It is what it is at this point. But certainly, we're going to have to bring it the next three games Four games, honestly, every game. Like I, I can't undercut any any game at this point down the stretch. But like I said, the Charlotte game goes without saying. Continue to get some distance between them and nine and ten, and try to see, hey, can we pass Brooklyn? Can we take eight? Can we make it a little bit easier? Who knows? Who knows? The, I mean. Hawks still have one of the better schedules in the NBA, so certainly it's going to be, they're going to have the opportunity. They're going to have the opportunity to do it, but can we do it? We're going to dive a little bit more into the last three victories after this plug. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% Deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. Friday night, the Hawks beat the Clippers 112-106 here in Atlanta. They held off the Clippers team down the stretch. And again, this is another game where the other team did shoot better from the field than the Hawks. 
but the Hawks did out-rebound the Clippers. They shared the ball very well, 28-team assists. I love seeing that. Forced more turnovers and scored 16 points off of those Clipper turnovers. One in the fast break, one points in the paint. Hawks did everything they needed to in that game pretty much to win. I mean, the Clippers just, like I said, I can't give enough credit to Tyron Lue and that Clippers team. They just play hard. They're unafraid. They don't care who they have or who they don't have. They're going to come out, and they're going to give you their all. And that's the sign of a well-coached team. And you got to tip your cap to the Clippers. And certainly, you know, they had contributions all over the place. Zubac had 24. Reggie Jackson was a bucket, had 24 points. And obviously, Zubac, I want to go back, had a double-double, 24 points, 12 rebounds. Batum had 13. Morris had 13 before he was ejected. Amir Coffey had eight. It seemed like all eight of those points were in the fourth quarter and when the Clippers were trying to make a surge. Kennard with 14 off the bench, and Mann had six points off the bench. They just, like I said, the team shot 40, almost 49% from the floor and 37.5% from three. Meanwhile, the Hawks, I mean, shot just under 48% from the floor, so not bad. They didn't get, um, they didn't get outshot by the Clippers by a large amount. Let's just say that. But three-point shooting has been a struggle as of late. But in that game, you know, Trey Young had 27 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds, shot 8 of 17 from the floor, only 1 of 4 from 3. But he did his thing and he had help as he had 5 other Hawks in double digits. Kevin Herter was hitting big shots. Big shot, Kevin Herter. And he's been doing that as of late. He had 16 points with 8 rebounds, 2 assists was 50% from the floor and 50% from three in that game. Clint Capella with 14 points, 11 rebounds in that game, 7-9 shooting from the floor. DeAndre Hunter, 12 points, 5-7 shooting from the floor. Five fouls is five, foul trouble. You know, kept him from getting the 14, 16, 17, 18 points that when he does not get in foul trouble, he's been getting as of late. Um, John Collins was a bit of a struggle. 3 of 8 from the floor, 0 of 3 from 3, but 9 points to show forth. 13 points off the bench for Gallinari, who hit three three-pointers and grabbed six rebounds. Also added three assists. Bogey didn't have the best shot, 5 of 12 from the floor, 1 of 7 from 3, but had 11 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. And Okongwu was 6 points and 9 rebounds off of the bench. So, really good win. Tough win. I mean, you. I knew the Clippers were going to be tough because of how well coached they are, and they got that dub. Pacers game, I thought, was going to be a little easier time, but we let the Pacers shoot almost 52% from the floor and almost 43% from three. We allowed them to do that, and that's what kept them in the game. They had a lot of people. They had three players score 22 points or more. They play with a lot of heart and effort, and you got to tip your cap to a team that has been tanking. It's gone through a lot of turmoil to still come out and perform like that. Seven Pacers players in double digits. They were led by Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton, who both scored 25 points. Halliburton had 25 points, 10 assists, 9 of 15 from the floor, 3 of 5 from 3. Buddy Heald with 25 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds.
9 of 20 from the floor, 2 of 7 from 3. Taylor, their shooting guard, had 16 points. Brissette had 15 for them. Jackson had 12 and 15 rebounds. He was all over the glass. He was an absolute terror. Uh, Jalen Smith, 13 and 10 off the bench in Washington with 22 points off the bench. They played very well. They played very well. And if it wasn't for Trey Young's 47 points, the Hawks probably would have lost this game. Trey Young was just bonkers, just went crazy, spazzed out, whatever you want to call it. He was a terror, especially in that first half. They just couldn't do anything with him. As I said, 47 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, 13 to 20 shooting from the floor for Trey, and 7 out of 10 from 3-point range. Burr, ice trade gang was on full display. Hawks did match the Pacers with 7 players in double digits. Gallo had 15 as he was in the starting lineup with DeAndre, I mean, sorry, with John Collins out in that game. 15 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, 6 of 10 shooting from the floor. DeAndre Hunter with 15 points, 5 of 10 shooting from the floor, 3 of 4 from 3. Very efficient shooting night for DeAndre Hunter. One less foul than the night before, the game before. He had 5, he had 4 personal fouls in this game. Needs to continue to work on not fouling. Capella. Added 10 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. He was perfect 5 of 5 from the floor. Herter hitting big shots again. 14 points, 3 rebounds, 5 of 11 from the floor, 4 of 9 from 3. Okongu with 13 points, 9 rebounds off the bench. Bogey struggled from the floor. Hit some shots down the stretch. Ended up with 13 points, 6 assists, and 4 rebounds. I mean... Like I said, if it wasn't for Trey Young, we probably would have lost that game, to be completely honest. We were out-rebounded by the Pacers. We did move the ball around, 27 team assists. I like seeing that. We forced 15 Pacers turnovers, scored 23 points off those turnovers. Those turnovers and the point score were probably the difference maker in that game to really hold off the Pacers. Points in the paint were even. Fast break points, I mean, Plus one for the Hawks. The Hawks at one time had a 19-point lead on this Pacers team, but they stormed back, especially in that third quarter, to make this a very, very interesting game and a very uncomfortable game down the stretch. And if you're looking at the stats, the Pacers outscored the Hawks in the second half. Their second half is what won, what made this game interesting down the stretch, but the Hawks just made plays down the stretch, executed to hold off this young, hungry Pacers team. So, again, we took our foot off the off the gas, played down to our competition, let them creep back into it. A win is a win, but we can't make this a trend. And it seemed like a trend because the next game, the next night against the Trailblazers, the Trailblazers made it interesting themselves. But it was about how the Trailblazers started, but not how they finished. First half, they outscored the Hawks by a few points. But then that second half, especially that third quarter, where Trey Young went bonkers and really got it going. He had, I think, 16 points in the third quarter. They outscored the Trailblazers by 14 in the third and outscored them by four in the fourth quarter to end up winning 122-113. Again, like I said, Trey Young with another great performance. 46 points for him. On the, on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, which is even impressive, especially when the night before, 
He scored 47. He had 12 assists to those 46 points, 6 rebounds. He was 15 of 31 from the floor, 5 of 14 from 3. DeAndre Hunter with 20 points to help out Trey Young. 6 of 17 from the floor, not as efficient, but really scoring as of late. Down the stretch in that game, added three three-pointers on nine attempts. Herter with 14 points, 6 of 15 shooting from the floor, 2 of 9 from 3. Capella with 8 points, but 16 boards. DeLon Wright was in the starting lineup with obviously Gallo and John Collins out. He had 4 points. Okongu off the bench, played 20 minutes, 12.7 rebounds. I love his contribution that he's been given. Bogey continues to struggle from the floor, added 9 points on 2 of 13 shooting from the floor, 1 of 8 from 3. Did add 6 assists and 3 rebounds. TLC provided a little spark there in the third quarter. Five points for him, and the Lou Will finished with four points himself. Again, played down to the competition, and we were outshot from the floor by the uh, the Blazers. I'm sorry, Blazers shot 50% from the floor, whether it's the Hawks shot just under 37% from the floor, Hawks shot 25% from three, where the Blazers shot almost 42% from three. Free throw shooting was a big difference. Hawks had 32 free throw attempts, made 94% of them. That was a difference maker, in my opinion, in the game. They were out-rebounded. They've been sharing the ball a lot better as of late, 28 assists in this game. So they've been north of about 25 assists the last three games. I love the ball movement. 13 steals for the Hawks yesterday, and they created... 21 turnovers, scored 29 points off those turnovers. Another big stat, free throw shooting, turnovers, the steals. That's what really helped the Hawks, even though the Blazers shot well from the floor. They were outscored in the paint. The Hawks were by 10, but it was not enough for the Blazers to overcome the Hawks at home. Great, great win, no matter how you slice it. You know, they have players that played their hearts out, no pun intended. Josh Hart, 31 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists for the Blazers. Uh, former LSU Tiger, my man, Trenton Watford had 22 points, 9 rebounds last night. Williams had 20 points. Eubanks had 16 and 10 in the starting lineup. The Blazers gave the Hawks all they can handle, just like the Pacers did. But in the end, the, the Hawks did get the win. And like I said, now they're moving on to take on the Charlotte Hornets on Wednesday night on the road. It's going to be a tough, tough game. I mean, I'm glad the Hawks get a night of rest since they did have the back-to-back. -back. I mean, right now, John Collins and Gallinari are listed as day-to-day. -day. And currently, Gordon Hayward and uh, Boot Knight are both listed as out for the Hornets. The Hornets have won their last two games. They have scored 134 points and more in those last two games. Now, against playoff teams, they have lost in the last five games. They lost to Boston and Brooklyn by double digits. They did beat the Spurs at home on March 5th. And then, like I said, the last two games they have won. They scored 142 on the Hornets in New Orleans and scored 134 against the Thunder on the road. So, Certainly, we're going to have to get some stops because we already know how this Hornets team likes to play. They like to push the pace, 
get up and down the floor, score as many points as they can. They like to put on a show, especially for the home crowd. So we're going to have to be ready. We're going to have to get stops. We're going to have to. Without John Collins, DeAndre Hunter and Okongwu are going to be real big as far as guarding Miles Bridges, who loves to play the the Hawks. They love to play the Hawks. In the last game, he had 27 points, 11 of 15 shooting from the floor, 5 of 6 from the three-point line. LaMelo Ball had 21 points last game, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. Scary Terry was their leading scorer with 30 points. Plumlee added 5 points, 8 assists, and 11 rebounds. P.J. Washington with 6 points last game. And off the bench, they have IT giving them 12 points, Oubre giving them 11, and Martin giving them 11. That's Cody Martin, because obviously they are twins. But shot almost 54% from the floor, 57% from three against the Thunder. So we're really going to have to guard the three-point line. We're going to have to get defensive stops, and it's going to have to be again we're going to have to play as a team. We're going to have to move the ball, continue to get Hunter his touches since he's been in rhythm. Get Herter his touches since he's been in rhythm. Get Bogey going. We'll see if we can get Gallinari back to add some scoring punch because we're going to have to score points against the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it because, like I said, that's what they love to do. They love to get up and down the floor and score we're going to have to get stops. That is that's a running thing for the Hawks. We're going to have to get stops and play defense. We're going, to, we're going to have to. And if we can win this game, we will move above 500, get some cushion between the Hawks at 9 and the Hornets at 10, get closer to the Nets at 8, and make things interesting because it's going to be tough sledding with the Grizzlies coming into town on Friday and even the Pelicans who've been playing a lot better with C.J. McCollum, Brendan Ingram, both playing at all-star levels, in my opinion. No Zion, obviously, but still going to be a tough matchup. And then, like I said, the Knicks on the road, even though it's on TNT, oh, Hawks should win that game. But we know the Knicks do play hard, especially when it involves the Atlanta Hawks. We get revenge next Wednesday against the Pistons, and then we end this quote-unquote two-week stretch welcoming the Warriors next Friday. So we're going to have some competition. We're going to have some teams that are below us and teams that are in front of us as far as record-wise. So the Hawks are going to have to bring it. It's going to have to come down again to continue to share the ball at like they have been. We're going to have to get going from the three-point line. We're going to have to guard the three-point line, especially, as, as I said, this next matchup with the Hornets and get stops defensively and execute down the stretch. This is down the stretch in the season. This is where your best execution is supposed to be. So the Hawks certainly have to be playing their best basketball. I know Trey Young alluded to that in his interview um, with the media saying that we, may, we don't have to play our best ball. We have to play our hardest ball. We have to play hard every single night. And like my coach said in college, sometimes we just play hard, expletive stuff, <laughs> just buffs out it just works out so hopefully we can continue to play hard because their effort has not been in question the last last few games the Hawks have been playing hard especially after that Pistons game they have been playing a lot harder the sense of urgency is there so if we can continue to play hard dabble in some execution some ball movement and some hot shooting here and there the sky 
is the limit for this Hawks team as far as getting into the playing game and potentially getting to the playoffs and making an interesting first round series for whoever they take on. But we have to take it game to game. That's why I'm excited for this game tomorrow night on the road versus Charlotte. That's going to be on Valley Sports. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share it with fellow Hawks fans, basketball fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans. It does not matter. Put them on to this show and follow us at Ethos Hawks on Twitter. That is at Ethos Hawks. And follow myself on Twitter at Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67. Before I go, for all you guys questioning DeAndre Hunter a month and a half ago, last seven games, DeAndre Hunter is scoring almost 18 points a game, shooting 52.5% from the floor, 43% from three, almost 84% from the free throw line, and the team is 5 and 2. Trey Young, last four games, as you know, been going crazy, averaging almost 37 points per game, almost 10 assists a game. 53% from the floor, 43% from three, and the team is 3-1. and one. Let's see if we can get another really strong performance out of Trey Young, another good performance out of DeAndre Hunter. The X factors are Kevin Herter and Bogey. If we can get Bogey going, it bodes us well. I expect Bogey to work out of his slump tomorrow night versus the Hornets. That's going to be the guy that I'm watching closely tomorrow in Whoever is guarding Miles Bridges, you better bring your lunch pail because it's going to be a tough, tough matchup. But with that, we'll catch you next episode. And you guys stay safe out there.